Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, recommendations for whatever we read this week. And Amy, what did we read this week? We read Maybe This Time by Jennifer Cruzy. I want to say cruise, but there's an additional I in there. So I'm I thought it was cruise cruisy. the whole time I was because I was reading the hard co- the hard copy. Yeah, and I thought it was cruise. And then literally the last sitting, I sat down to read the last little bit of the book, and I was like, "Oh, it's definitely cruisy." Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think that's what it is. This is a recommendation, but it's an in person recommendation yes, from yeah. my pottery teacher Louise. She and I were talking about Simone St James actually, and the haunting of Maddie Claire, and I was saying it was just like. I made the error the first time of reading that in the darkness. Yes. And it was too scary. I think you'd enjoy it, Louise, but keep the lights on. And she was like, mm, it might be too scary for me. I'll give you this book, which is the level of ghost I can handle. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. See, you had that introduction to it. I didn't. I, I just had said, the version of it this. where you were like, Louise at Pottery recommended this for the podcast. You need to read it. And I said, okay. And then I didn't even, I don't even read the blurb when you give me things like in that context. I just read the book. And I didn't know it contained ghosts. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) So that was mine. So the the first thing I would say I was like, what? What is going on? Louise said the ghosts were funny. I would challenge Louise and say some of them were actually quite scary. Yeah, I would say there was a mixture, definitely. It had a very blithe manner. If you've seen that on Netflix, it has a very blithe, haunting a blithe manner kind of vibe okay. about it. Yeah. All right. Do you want to spoil the fridge? Do you want to take the plunge and make me do it? How do you feel? Let's try a combined spoiler-free recap. Yeah, I probably need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a... Can- I always I always almost want like a little tally or some way to let people know how many spoiler-free recaps we record before we're like, yep, that's the one we're going to use. Because so often, listeners, we're like, have a go, Amy. It's all you. And then 25 minutes later, I'm like, I'm shutting you down. We're going back to the start. You're not and very I'm supportive it. sometimes. It's the facial expressions that I'm you get sorry. happening. I'm so totally sorry. Totally psych me out. But this is a contemporary novel in the sense that it is not set in Regency or Victorian times. No, it's set in about 1992, but it's it was... explicitly 92. And the, the author the writes at the beginning, it's set in 1992, just because. Right, so the story centres around Andromeda, who we call Andy, and North Archer, who is a lawyer. Andy is a high school English teacher. On some kind of sabbatical or leave, it's never quite made clear, but she has a lot of spare time in the book. They are ex-husband and wife, and they divorced 10 years ago. At the start of the book, they have not seen each other or spoken to each other for 10 years. They had one of those whirlwind, we met and got married in less than a month. Yeah, like at the end of the week we met, after like a whole week of just a lot of sex, we got married. And Andy is free, not as free-spirited as her kind of crazy mother who's called Flo, which I love. She goes with the flow. Yeah, that's that's Mm. why I liked it. So she's not quite as free-spirited as that, but she is not really a roots kind of person. Like she's a pack-up-and-move kind of person. And North is a lawyer who is is essentially single-handedly running a very old and... He seems to come from, like, an established... Established family. Yes. Family. And they run a law firm. Mm. Essentially, the marriage broke down. They got divorced pretty quickly. I don't think they... It it implies they didn't even last, like, a year together. Anyway, so she turns up at his 
law office to say, stop sending me alimony checks. I've never cashed one. It's been 10 years. You send them once a month. I know you're doing it to remind me you exist. Stop. I want to get married to someone else. So that kind of triggers this sense of him wanting to keep her around. And it's kind of this trying to bury this old relationship and move on. In that interview that she's trying to, that's all she's trying to accomplish. He talks her into fixing a problem for him. So he has, in about a year before, a year previous to this meeting, he has um, been given guardianship of two small children, like a four-year-old and uh, no, a... She's no, like she's like eight, eight and he's 12. Some, yeah, great. Yeah. Of this two brother and sister who were the children, the now orphaned children of some kind of relative of North's. We want to say like an uncle or a cousin or something. Second, fourth, 18th cousin or something. And they live in the kind of wilds of a state. Somewhere on the Somewhere, East Coast. Ohio, Ohio? Pennsylvania? It's definitely an O. It's one of the O ones. Well, then it must be Ohio. Sorry, Americans. Sorry, Americans. You have too many states. We only have like It's not six. Oklahoma. Definitely. So I would it remember if Ohio. it was Oklahoma. It's not really that important to the no. narrative what state it's in. They live like quite far into the wilds of that. And North says, will you please go down there? They live in this house called Archer House and they will not leave. The children will not leave. So he has sent a bunch of governesses down to try and sort them out. But the governesses keep quitting, saying that there's something going on in the house. There's something, something wrong, with, wrong the with the kids or wrong with the blah, house. Blah, blah, blah. Alice, the little girl, has like crazy out of control, like pass out level tantrums. And the boy is sullen and quiet and sets fires at the boarding school that they sent him to, so he's been expelled from there. So basically they live there with this crazy old housekeeper and he's like, please go down and sort it out. And she's like, you need a governess. What What are you talking about? And he's like, you're a teacher. You know things. And she's like, they need a psychologist. They sound crazy. Like, send a person. Anyway, he offers to pay her so much money she could pay off all of her debt and go to her new husband, Will, debt-free. So that's like her, okay, fine, I'll do it. She agrees to go for two weeks. Yep. If I can't sort it out in two weeks, that's it. You have to find another governess, find a psychologist. You solve it, but I will go down as a stopgap for two weeks. So that's basically what she does. She turns up at the house. The housekeeper is... like Mrs. Danvers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's I think that's how it's described cooks in the blurb. Yeah. Food, yeah, or kind of cooks food. Like, <laughs> cooks... She's- macaroni and cheese and stuff and so she turns up and kind of has a face-off with the with the housekeeper that basically results in her being like well i'm actually andy archer i'm north archer's wife (laughs) and the housekeeper's like oh i have to respect you yeah you can get me fired so that's kind of how that goes down and then so that kind of brings her and north closer together again though he stays in the city because he's got to work and so then it's sort of the rest of it is her trying to connect with the kids. There is a haunting, so there are ghosts. Well, because remember, North has this charming ne'er-do-well brother, Sullivan. That's right, I forgot about Sully. has sort of hooked up with some, like, a current affair type presenter who wants to do a story on the house. Yes, and so he wants to come down and interview everyone and get all involved and try to prove if they're ghosts and have a seance and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And North is, North like, is like, no. Big fat no from me. Yeah. So basically, Get a real job, basically, the kids are afraid and broken and have, you know, had trust kids, issues. The and- kids had their mum died. They had their dad for a bit. The dad passed away. A very young aunt looked after them. That's and right. In I quick forgot about the aunt. Yeah. A lot of their people who loved them 
passed away for a variety of different reasons. And then from then on it was um, nannies nannies or governesses and they didn't stay for very long. They always got afraid and left. So the kids only have each other. Have a strong connection to each other but also are not, they don't want, they can't trust people because of that sort of past experience. So, and they just have this, um, the little girl particularly just has this, absolutely deathly fear that someone's going to try and take her away from the house Mm. and she steadfastly is like you cannot take me away from the house so pretty much the narrative then from then on is sullivan the brother turns up at one point with like a massive entourage of people pretty much all of the camera crew yeah and all of the characters that you kind of meet along the way end up at the house at the end so like all the Uh, mums are there yeah there's like 18 people in the house at some point all these ghost hunters yeah so it gets it's i kind of i kind of tell you that because that's part of what happened and we'll talk about it, I guess, in our recommendations bit of it. But I think any more detail is probably moving towards spoilers. Mm. And I enjoyed the process of not knowing very much about this book when I read it. So I think suffice it to say that she connects with the kids. That's what she's trying to do. And her and her first priority is the children. And she still has feelings for North because it's a romance novel. And even her like would be fiance turns up at the house at one yep. point. Everyone's um, there. So yes, so it's kind of this big thing. And then there is a haunting that is kind of like, is it real? Is it not real? How's it how is it being done? That's kind of a through line as well. And that's kind of it. That's the novel. So Having done the spoiler-free recap on take seven. It was not take seven. It was take three. Hush. (laughs) What do you think of Maybe This Time, which always makes me think of the song, which is the purpose of the title, but it really irritates me. Go. When you type Maybe This Time into the internet, there's about 18 different books that all have the same title. All in a vaguely chick-lit vibe. So what did you think? I found it actually a bit more scary than I expected. was led to believe. Yes, it was scary because there, there's like a, a sort of overall. Its tone probably is like rom com, but then because it has this this sort of ghost thread in it, there are some moments where it was genuinely chilling. And I read it at night, not in bright lights, because I thought, oh, okay, a comedy with ghosts. Sure, let's go. And then there, I was like, Ooh. so the ghost through line i actually found quite intriguing yeah right it was like working out where are they sort of going with this Mm -hmm. who were those people Mm -hmm. and then finding out the relationship with the house and what was going on that engaged me trying to find more about it i'd say the overall tone of the book was quite silly i found it very difficult to accept a romantic hero whose name was north i would agree with you except i didn't think the romance was the central was the point. central point. And he felt less like the hero and she felt more like the hero of the book. It was. And he, they were already actually, in love at the start. He wasn't really that, I think, necessary. He appears sort of at the end yeah. in person. Yeah. His presence is there. So calling it a romance probably isn't right. It was like. Particularly because it's like, it's what I said. They, they were already in love. They were a case of probably got married very young and very quickly. Needed to grow up a bit. And then at the end of their marriage didn't, like probably a serious and mature conversation would have saved their marriage and they'd still be married now. But they didn't do that and as a result walked away but really were made for each other and loved each other very, very deeply. So it was really just about 
how will they come back? Get to, back together. When yeah. will they? And it was very clear from the beginning that they would, which yes. meant that wasn't the thing that I was trying to, you know, is that going to happen? Will they or won't they? Because yeah, it was no, like, I didn't care yeah, about that. They no. will. I did. I liked a lot of the supporting characters. It was quite funny when the whole big entourage. I didn't mind of North so long as I didn't put his up. name alongside he was, Archer. He was a nice guy. Yeah, but he had a silly name. Wasn't uh-huh. <laughs> there some like kid of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian is called North? I kept thinking, yeah, because like, his last name is West. Name. Oh God! So he they named their child Northwest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's oh, what I just had in my mind a picture of that. The characters overall were quite entertaining, but I did actually enjoy it. It was very silly. I ju- I read it in like two and a half hours. Yeah, I can see that. And I enjoyed how it ended. I didn't expect. I should have. You would have picked the ending. I did because you do that. You're better at working out solving puzzles and things when you yes. read it, whereas I just am like, la, 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 turn the page, keep reading. Yeah. <gasps> so the end was really like, <gasps> oh, my goodness, but well resolved, I thought. So I would recommend it. I would recommend it in the way that I recommended the Amanda Quick novel. Yeah, sure. Ivy Wed. Yeah, it's very silly. Yes. What about you? I, again, that different experience because I didn't know it had ghosts at all. <laughs> And it I also, swear I told you it had ghosts. And also, like, when you look at the front cover of the book... It doesn't really... It's got this big kind of red love heart with armchair. maybe this time in written like in, like... lighting writing. Yeah, like, super written out beautifully, like, all of this cursive. And I just really did not think that this is what that book would be about. I really, like, kept... I think I just kept being surprised by it for that reason. And it was pleasantly surprised. It was... It has the wrong cover. It's not romancy enough to have the super heavy romance cover on it. It's one of those mm. books that I'm like, the wrong person's going to pick this up. If I saw it at the library, I probably wouldn't pick it up, but I should because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I really, and really I didn't liked expect it. to have the level of like scary fright it was moments. Properly scary, like the haunting was properly scary. When you think about actually the sort of ramifications and how the haunting was was un well, there was one that scene. That was really quite chilling. Yeah, there was one scene in particular where I think they made it really, really clear. And I, because I watch a lot of these kind of, like I engage with much scarier things than you do. Yeah. I had a really easy kind of reference in my head so I could see it like a little movie in my head and it was properly terrifying. This would actually be, hey, Netflix, here's another one Yeah, for you. this would be an excellent Netflix series. And this would actually be a Netflix series that hits that 24 to 54 female target audience. Yeah, it's really rolling in the, the dollars right now for Thanks. streaming services. Right. Yep. At any rate, so loved, loved, loved it. I loved the supporting cast. I really liked Andy. She went on an actual journey and grew as a person. She did. North went on a journey and grew as a person. You spend nowhere near as much time with him as you do you with her. You spend the beginning, a couple of phone calls, and like the end. With yeah, North. but it's but even the rest is Andy. Yeah, and it's not told first person; it's third person. But yeah. Andy is the guiding voice. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed the random side characters. I like how they dealt with the ghosts because it wasn't like a world. It's not one of those books where you're in a world where people already know about ghosts or accept that that's a thing. So the way they dealt with that was really nice. Found it great. I liked the bits where like they weren't they were trapped at the house, but they weren't actually trapped at the house because they went to the shopping center. Yeah. One day. So they could actually engage with the outside world, which yes, reminded you that... it didn't make it claustrophobic and gross. And... Yeah, and the outside world could come to the house, yeah. so it wasn't... And it was 
Like I thought I thought isolated. the interactions with the kids were nice, like were realistic and made sense, and the way she kind of approached that realistic made sense. And I liked the I liked the romance. Like I agree with you, it was a foregone conclusion from the first time they sat down and spoke to one another. Mm-hmm. I liked Will, who was the would be fiance. Yeah, I just I just I liked how they balanced. all descended on the house. Me too. That was that was fun. the fast. That moment. was like Act Three. It was great, particularly the uh, ruthless reporter. With yeah, everyone was with like too many teeth. Teeth are just mm-hmm. terrible. I feel like it had a lot of strings to its bow, but the author really effectively drew them all together. That's what I liked. Like, mm-hmm. while I don't think it was more romance than ghost novel, than human interest novel, blah, 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 I don't feel like it was where's the romance in this book? What was there was fascinatingly interesting and I felt like the romance was still present. It was present. Uh, it just wasn't. It was about as much as I wanted. I was like, that's enough romance. In this novel, for how much else is going on and how busy it is, that I is an appropriate amount of romance. I don't need them to be having arguments. And they actually, I quite liked that, they weren't constantly arguing. They no. did their argument at the beginning. And they had a fight. Well, I loved this too. They had a fight on the phone and she got annoyed at him, he got annoyed at her, and then the next comment on the next paragraph or whatever in the book was like, and pretty much they kept sniping each other for another three weeks. Like, because there's a big passage of time. She does. She stays she for longer, stays than, the for longer than the two weeks. And <laughs> not sure not really about the English teacher job. Yeah, me and too. How that works. <laughs> Maybe she was on break. We're not sure. Yeah, so they didn't make us spend a whole bunch of time with them being angry at each other and fighting at each other Thank the whole time. The Thank Lord. goodness. So they just, but they acknowledged that that happened. We got cranky at each other and sniped for a couple of weeks. Once we'd finished sniping and then there was, like, them, them being nice to each other again. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It took me a lot longer to read than you because it, it felt very slow for me at the start. But, again, because I was like, I don't know where this is going. I think that's just a case of it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You were looking um, for it either being a romance novel or for some sort of... I was worried for a bit there. It was just going to be about her teaching the children English in a rusticated setting and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it didn't turn out to be that, so that was good. Well, but yeah, no, would I would it? actually think... I don't know. This is one of those ones that I'll have to put in the maybe bucket. I think... I, my my vibe is yes. I think I will treasure it. I re- I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think I will enjoy it even more on a second read where I know what I'm getting into. Did you think it was silly? Yes, I thought bits of it, but that's what I mean when I say it had so many so many bows to its kind of so many strings to its bow. Um, <laughs> Archer. It was <laughs> I made it funny, and I didn't even mean to. Um, <laughs> I I thought they managed that really well. Like the farce of having a thousand people, kind of Benny Hill style, running through the house. The farce of even even the craziness of the ghosts at times, but the seriousness of what was going on, because for her, it's all about the kids. So that's really high stakes. Like, it is high stakes. Protecting the kids was her number one kind of priority. So That balanced the fast. It, but I that's think, my point. It felt like a very well-balanced I think book. the balanced makes it rereadable. And also Agreed. when I was mentioning before how I didn't expect what would happen at the end happened, that makes me... Want to reread. Reread and yes. then look for the clues. Yes, and that you might try and, Yeah, puzzle yeah. Look, that I very much definitely <laughs> miss. There's no might off about it. Well, I missed all the clues. I look forward to talking about this when we're finished recording. What it is about the ending that you were like, oh, my God, because <laughs> you, when you say things like, I bet you picked it, I didn't really – it's not a murder mystery. Like, I didn't pick it in terms of being able to – do you know what – like, I, I, I mean, know what you anyway, mean. We'll talk yes, about it after. We can talk okay, about it after. Okay, so – 
Wrap it up. Sorry. That's my job. I'm back. Thank you so much for joining us again. Amy's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> About time. Tune in next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.